Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what's up there, Kiss Army? This is Stephen Michael from the Growing Up Rock podcast. When I'm not texting insults back and forth with the two fuckos known as Tom and Zeus, and I need a little something to pick me up, I turn on and turn up the Shout It Out Loudcast because I can't sleep at night without knowing how Paul Stanley came up with those clever lyrics to Love Gun. Now, crank it up. If you people want a little bit of rock and roll, I said if you people want a little bit of rock and roll, shout it out loud. What's up there, Kiss Army? It's Tom and Zeus and Murph with another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode 57. We're calling this one End of the Road, Manchester, New Hampshire. Tom, Murph, how are you? What's up, everybody? What's up? Let's do this! Come on, I'm pumped up! Oh my God! God. Yeah, you know what? Murph needs to tell everybody why he's pumped up. He's drinking out of an official Stonehill piss cup tonight. (laughs) We've got a lot to talk about and make to make the wrestling reference. I am coming off the top turnbuckle, a la snooker. Oh jeez, here we go. This is going to be rough. Murph, stop stop watching wrestling in 1985. But go ahead. See, this is what happens when Murph has one and a half beers. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's called. uh, the the um, Stephen Michael effect, the Whoa. sippy cup, the go. sippy cup buzz. Ooh, Oof. I've had a sip of beer. <laughs> oh God. Um. Yeah, Murph has got a Stonehill piss cup available. Um. <laughs> I think we were talking about that, Tom. That we need to be marketing. I think that's a great marketing. We'll have to talk at Ed at Click Tea Shop and see if he can market a shout it out loudcast. Piss cup. I, I don't know if if for all the people out there that have gone to clickteashop.com with our, our good buddy Ed, I don't know if there's a menu option that says, you know, the coffee mugs, coffee mugs, hoodies, piss cups. I don't think that's an option for the pro, for a product search. But maybe maybe we can just say, you know, drinkware. <laughs> oh, I don't think it would be appropriate. Oh, it's appropriate. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it would have our shouted out loudcast, and somebody would be like, "What is a piss cup? Hey, have you heard shouted out loudcast? We'll what? show you. We'll show you. Come join us in Mansfield at Labor Day weekend when we see Kiss again." Woo! I've I've put on three pounds because I don't walk up over to the bathroom anymore, and plus, there's no weeds growing out my my bedroom window anymore. <laughs> oh. oh, God bless you. Um, so. Um, we had a fun weekend last weekend, which our episode will discuss. 
But other than that, what's going on in uh, Kiss World? Kiss World? Well, other than, obviously, what we're going to talk about this week. Um, so some Kiss Cruise news. Uh, Bruce Kulick's band, terrifically, has been added um, to the cruise. But, Zeus, you have a little bit of news you'd like to share. Uh, you were sharing it on social media. You care to extrapolate yeah. on that? Yes. So I booked my first Kiss Cruise yesterday. And then today... Kiss Cruise is sold out and it's still in the pre-sale stage. So I can't believe I got in. I'm usually the type that misses it by day with my luck, but I got in. So yes, I am that sucker that says, Ooh, love gun. This is a red color of vinyl. I'll buy that one. Even though I have five other colors on vinyl, the CD, the eight track, the cassette. I'll, I'll need, I need this one too. So I'm excited for you too, because that that'll make for good, uh, great podcasting material. But now I'm even more excited because when we talk about Kiss Cruise Ten, when we do the, yes. that review that review episode in November, I'm not just going to be making fun of all the people on the Kiss Cruise. I'm going to be making fun of you because you're on the Kiss Cruise now. <laughs> I'll be the one that you'll hear about, like. <laughs> One uh, passenger missing on a cruise visiting Kiss. News at 10. And they'll yep. be like, last scene. No. <laughs> going, no, no. What, what, you what, fucking assholes. Stop playing the same fucking song. Ah! No, what, what, what the news will be is Kiss Cruise uh, attendant seen with his own personal banana boat off the coast of the back of the cruise ship. <laughs> <laughs> While Peter, Chris, and him were mopping the deck. <laughs> One of them had slipped on a banana peel. Zeus, when's the day of the cruise? Oh fuck, I should probably know that, huh? November something, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Just so that we know when it's gonna be quarantined. Oh, oh god. Yeah. And uh with all this sickness and viruses going around, I'm sure it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh but so far, and I found out the hard way right before five, you know, ten minutes before I booked it. So I had to get the room. And basically, I prepaid for four people. And then I have to go find the roommates to come in to take over that spot that I just prepaid. Thankfully, they have a payment plan. So it was like I put down like 700 bucks. That's nothing. Would, so, would, you, would you like to share who one of your potential cabin mates is? Oh, or do you, and, oh. and, and, she, and thankfully, she didn't even know we had this podcast. Because if she did, then I'm afraid she'd probably like... What the hell am I doing with this idiot? Well, based on what you told us, I don't think the poor thing could probably speak English. No, her English is great. It's, oh. it's, uh, it's a Kiss Cruise veteran of three previous Kiss Cruise. Um, I think her name is Marl Marley. And uh, from Holland, her English was fine. Got a few tattoos there, but she's, she's game. And now it's we just got to find two other Kiss maniacs to live with. And Tommy is like, Cringing already with this like OCD like you're going on a cruise with strangers in a small room I'm like I'm yep, having like I, I'm yep. honestly I'm having like a panic attack imagining that <laughs> yeah. right now like, I have that kind of spontaneity oh I that's great do, I can that's, do shit like this that's great like, go ahead it, I'm go doing ahead. It. go ahead is Murph. it a is it a one week cruise it's like four or five days yeah okay just yeah. make sure you still do the pod oh I'm way oh, ahead of the pod already think, I'm we'll already thinking do a pre thing plus I want to go to cruise fest. Yeah, but what I'd like to think is I still have two tickets left, so I think you two should be our roommates, and then oh. the three of us have a roommate with 
the Holland fucking kiss master. Make it. We'll make our own. We'll make our own Hollandaise sauce in the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is this sauce? Why? Why? Oh, why is the door stuck together? It doesn't open up. What is this sauce? Then you're gonna turn around. You're gonna be like, I knew it. Herda is my roommate. God damn it. Mer- like yeah, that's the, that's that's our old German housekeeper from Stonehill, Herda, oh. aka. Cum lips oh. and uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, so, I just so maybe we can do a GoFundMe to to sponsor Tom and Murph to go on this Kiss cruise with me. Murph, um, be but prepared. Even if you guys got a free a free Kiss cruise, I trust that Murph would say yes before you would. Oh, I'd go if it was free. Fuck yeah, I'd be there in a minute. You, you kidding me? OCD and like you're like oh no 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 do no 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 for free hell I would do almost anything for free. Hell, Harry, I, how about Murph? Would you do him for free? Uh, well, it depends if he's in my room. Carrie Stevens could be my cabin mate. I still wouldn't go. Uh, oh, you see, wouldn't see? I would see. put Murph over. I would Murph. I thought you would go before Tom because it's, he's got such a phobia. No, no, no. For me, honestly, it's a combination of obviously the cost. But then, honest. But but then, but then, honestly, I'm I'm just kind of meh on the whole idea of the thing in general. So if the you know if the price was, I mean, like like we just said, make it for argument's sake. Say 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 I won a contest that was free. I'd be like, fuck yeah, this is gonna be awesome. I'm going. You know, it doesn't end up being free. No, oh, I know, of course. Right. So course. here's here's the way I the way I look at it, right. So in the end, I think my ticket will cost me like $1,500 for my cruise and cabin. That does not include $52 a day. I'm going to get the beer and wine, you know, for five days. So now that's a couple hundred bucks there. Then let's add the daily gratuity of 20%, which is not charged yet. I just paid for taxes and fees. So that's another hundred and something dollars. It's three, four hundred there. Then I got to get my ticket down there. Yeah, the right? airfare. Yep. And then what? I'm not going to spend money when I'm there. Like, and then, cr- and then cruise fest. How, wh- what's that? A few days before? So you're talking what? A hotel room too? Maybe. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to cost me probably anywhere from two, two, two grand to three grand at yeah. least. Yeah, but that's I mean, what they got you credit know, cards for. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. And, and it'll, I it, think it, that is. I spend money on stupid shit constantly. CDs that I listen to once and put away stupid shit or meals that I didn't even order. And I order, I eat half of it and I throw the shit out. Like there's countless things I spend my money on. This is something, this memory will last a lifetime, especially if it's the last kiss cruise. It'll never be. There will never be. As long as these things keep selling out, they'll never be. But the keep thing going. is, though, they may not perform on it. It might be like a cruise type fest, but maybe they don't perform on it. And if they go out like this, what if they do something special? Well, I right? think we, we mentioned this before. I wouldn't be surprised if this eventually evolves into a Monsters of Rock cruise featuring Kiss, where they can pull back a little bit. And look at it this year. This year they got Rat, they got Fozzie, they got Bruce Kulick. So they got they got all these like you know. Borderline headline type band, so I, it wouldn't surprise Plus me. Plus, your Queensrÿche, which I hate, but oh yeah, Queensrÿche. So it wouldn't surprise me if in a few years it becomes like, you know, the Kiss Cruise featuring all these bands, and then maybe Kiss does like one show. 
you know, or like if they don't, maybe uh, Gene um, Paul does art. He does a couple other things, a solo set yeah. on the acoustic. Gene does his band with like Phil Schaus and all those guys. They do a couple right. sets of something different, and then maybe they perform three or four songs. Yep. You know, and then Bruce is doing stuff, and it's like a kiss fest. Yeah, but maybe it won't be like it is now. Right, and, and plus, you know, got a fucking kiss podcast. One of us has got to represent. No, so that's why I'm just, pl- it'll be good. I'm, yeah, I'm the single one of us too. So I, you know, to me, it's a lot easier to be like, "Fuck off!" I'm doing it. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I look forward to it. See what what happens. And um, yeah, it's sold out. Yep. Sold out. So we will be talking about plenty of that in the future. So uh, other other news, um, just about you know Kiss related stuff. So uh, Zeus and I were uh, lucky enough, and uh, it was very very cool to meet. Someone um, that we we listen to his podcast, we follow him on social media, we, uh, we interact with him all the time. But we got to meet and hang out for a few minutes with the great Mitch Lafon um, and his uh, his buddy Jeremy White, who was also in the music business uh, in the Montreal, Canada region. Um, so that was awesome. We had been uh, messaging Mitch on Twitter about a, a week before when he posted on social media that he was going to be in Manchester, and uh, Mitch was gracious enough to respond and uh we set up a little meeting point inside the arena um shot the shit with him talked to him for a little bit um we hope to have him on the podcast in the future and talk kiss and music in general but mitch also did a um a full-length sit down with uh doc mcgee also known as zeus the critic the critic that's right the, and the um, animated show with john lovitz yeah, and he and Mitch was interviewing him just in general about the tour and what the future holds for Kiss. A um, couple things Doc said that the documentary, you know, they're kind of getting it ironed out with some production people behind it. Looks like it's going to be scheduled to kind of coincide with that final tour in 2021. Right. Uh, Mitch asked him some questions about the possibility of an Alive Five. Doc didn't say yes. He didn't say no. Doc pretty much said, "When have we not done something like that?" So I'm sure we can expect. Um, you know we can ex- we can expect that. Um, so yeah, so that that was cool. And uh, again, meeting Mitch and uh, Jeremy was very cool. Yeah, um, and uh, Tom got a little bit annoyed because the subject stayed on music for a little bit. He told us about the set list and what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, and then it went right into the Montreal Canadiens Boston Bruins rivalry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Tom's like, right. "Can you guys stop talking hockey?" And it was just <laughs> on and on. I was like, "Ah, the Canadians." And uh, they're not making the playoffs and stuff. And he was talking about my big bad Bruins. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Yep. Real down to earth guy, and um, we're we're big fans. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll uh, we'll have him on sometime soon. Um, and uh, yeah, then we met with Mitch. But uh, if we're done with that topic, we also saw I mean you were discussing earlier today. So on social media, somebody on Twitter tagged Gene Simmons and showed him the picture of that, you know, that fake commercial, either on face Facebook or is it Facebook? It's on Facebook everywhere. Yeah. Where the like Gene or whoever it is, is holding a shirt and it's like 47 years of kiss. It's some bootleg t-shirt. And Gene was like, and it was like, yeah, Gene, take a look at this. This is on Facebook, this and that. And what do you think? And then what did Gene say? Gene's like, oh, yeah, thanks for sharing. Yeah, we, we know where this guy lives. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? I'm like, first of all, dude, you're trying to get into Gene's good graces by ratting out some shitty bootlegger. 
And now Gene is like going to fucking dox the guy and find him. I mean, come on. Just, (laughs) you know, the guy was thinking Gene is like, okay, thanks a lot. Here's tickets to this concert. And what did Gene do? Oh, thanks. Go ahead, Murph. (laughs) I bet Gene was selling those on the side so he didn't have to share with the rest of the band. Probably. I I wouldn't (laughs) doubt it, but I was like. But that bo- and, and then well, you know what else was funny too on the tweet? Stephen Piercy responded to Gene's tweet. <laughs> what and, did he and he go he goes he goes yeah Gene good luck. He's like yeah you stop one bootleg and there's going to be more. He goes and and then of course kudos to Stephen Piercy. He goes if you want real merchandise go here ratpack.com. He starts using <laughs> he starts like soliciting his own shit. So that was awesome. That was pretty yeah. funny. That is funny. I just like how the guy's expectations was probably set up. Like, what's he going to do? Gene retweeted me. He's going to get me tickets. He's going to yeah. send me an autograph, something. It's like, thanks. Yeah, thanks. Good, <laughs> good, good job. Yeah, that was that was that was pretty funny. And we, we'll yeah. get into a little bit more social media stuff, uh, maybe a little bit later as we talk about the the the, the weekend's events. But in uh, previous, uh, we had uh, a huge week last week. We had the uh, obviously the Guns N' Roses bonus episode. We got a lot of feedback on that, which we, we won't share on this episode. But when we get to the bonus episode, we will go over some of the emails and feedback we got on that. But we got a lot. And just when we thought our podcast episodes got the highest amount of downloads and listens, here comes Kiss Alive 3. And Kiss Alive 3, our last episode, broke all our records and yep. is the most downloaded episode so far. Um, we got a ton of feedback on Kiss Alive 3. Um, mostly surprisingly positive. I suspected we were going to get a lot of, like, this sucks, Kiss Alive, Kiss Alive 2. But we got a lot of people with opinions of, like, the Forgotten Alive album. Yeah, we had we had most of it was was positive. There were there were a few more than a few people that that do not like it. They don't like the way it sounds. They don't like the production. Pretty much the things that I like about it were the reasons that people didn't like it. Um, so Murph, real quick, I know you you weren't with on us on that episode. Kiss Alive three. I I actually think I bought it the same day as you. I bought okay. it at Newberry Comics. Uh, we had talked about back in the day. We we actually talked about it last week where. In the Boston Globe, every Friday, the music section, it would have the top 20 albums of the week debuted at number three, the following week, gone, not even (laughs) in the top 20. Right, right, because all the Kiss fans buy it, and then no one else, and then it's gone. You're right. But uh, no, that was good, and then we did our our Monday poll that we always do, our episode-related poll. Yeah. And uh, so Facebook, we, we, you know, we talked about um, our favorite songs, so it was Watching You versus Lick It Up. Those versions, the Kiss Alive 3 versions of those songs, not those songs in general. It was pretty close. Watching You won, not by a lot. Uh, and then Twitter allows uh, four options, and uh, Creatures of the Night uh, won that uh, slightly. So, uh, no, great feedback. You know, we're, we're happy that people are into the, you know, into this, you know, the show and the topic. So that, that was cool. What was today's topic? So today's the Thursday poll was um, Ace's book versus Peter's book. And what the fuck, people? Have you read these books? How is Ace killing Peter in this poll? That's because people like Ace, but they're voting on yep. who they like better. They're not voting yep. on what book. Ace's book is fucking horrible. We're going to get into that more when we eventually <laughs> review that book. Go ahead, Murph. I haven't read either book, but I saw the results and I felt bad, so I voted for Peter. 
Yeah, Peter Peter's book is it, no. There's a lot of whining and bitching in it, but it's a good book. It's a good Hell book. Yeah. It's a it's really good. But uh, yeah, Peter was getting pummeled on both of those polls. <laughs> yeah, it's just typical. Like, you know, people don't read the question. They yeah. just oh, Ace versus Peter. Well, I'm it's kind of team. I'm team Ace. Yeah, right. Ace right. is the coolest. Right. Well, oh, I, that ha- that I, happens. I wrote a book. Oh God. Honestly, that's what it's like when you read the damn thing. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, that was a good story of me drinking and stuff. I think that was me. Ugh. Hold on. Yeah. Ah, that, okay. Yeah. It's, it's like I always say, save it for the episode because we'll get to that book soon enough. Oh, oh, oh. So we've done my kiss news and previous news. Yep. Um, what else do we got? Let's talk about it, guys. Let's go. But first. Guys, uh, we need to get up. People in the aisle need to get by us. They got to get, get some drinks. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, Or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good. Well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Oh, they're back. I guess they were just looking to change their tampons. Oh, God. Murph brings up a great point. Holy fuck. Can we take a few minutes to talk about how people suck? At th- See, this concert reinforced my ideas about how much I fucking hate people. <laughs> because 
Hey, Tom, you want to do a, you want to do a podcast for people? No, no, no. I love our fans and listeners. I love, I love, but I'm a people person, <laughs> but we were like fucking Jack in the boxes all night. These assholes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. The same guy and girl. It was awful. All night long, even my even Michael, my my, my fifteen year old son was like, "Dad, what is going on here?" I'm like, I, "Dude, it's awful. It was awful." And you the know, guy, half of it is like, "What the fuck? Go on the other side." Yep. Well, the guy it's, next to me looked like Andy Cap. He had the scally cap. He was drinking his beers all night. But there was that one couple, that guy and his girl. I'm like, "Are you here? Are you here for the show? Like, why? Because all you're doing is getting up back and forth all night long. It was awful." Yeah. Oh, she's like, "Oh." My stomach. I gotta take a shit. <laughs> well, and then and then poor and then poor Zeus fell victim to it. So we had oh. seats one through four. So we were right next to the stairs, and poor Zeus fell victim to it. And thank God for that guardrail, because oh Zeus... no, no no I was gonna oh you oh, go ahead. I was gonna go, go save ahead. it. Go go ahead. Go. Oh. So we had the pleasure being right kind of in front of a of a, like a section so that it's like the rail, and then everybody is below us. Yeah. So what would you call that? Like um. Uh, we were we were the we were the we were in the top tier second row. Yeah. So so right where the stairs were. Yeah. It was like so the, like the barrier. The entrance people would walk up, and then there was a step, and then there was another little step because it's so dark. So at least three people wiped out, including yours truly. I just was like, hey, you guys want to get some food? Uh, I'm all, oh, all right. I'll all right. So I come back with nachos and popcorn. <laughs> I. Fucking come up. I'm right at the stairs. Somebody stops short in front of me. So I don't pay attention. And then I walk again and they kind of clip my back of my foot. And I miss that fucking top step. And boom. Thank God it wasn't like a big fall. Like I fall on my knees and my popcorn went fucking all over. I held on to those nachos. The nachos. The nachos would have drilled that poor lady in the face. It would have been like held on to them. And the popcorn goes flow all over them. It like threw up popcorn all over the poor lady. She's like, "Are you all right?" I'm like, oh, "I'm sorry." I'm like pulling popcorn out of her curly hair. I'm like, oh, "I'm sorry." I saw you going down with those nachos and the Peter North potential with your cheese sauce. Yeah. Oh my god, I I I couldn't believe I didn't spill any. I could not believe, but I wasn't the only one. There were like three people at least that did it. And then the one lady came from the top going down. If that that rail wasn't there, because next to that side in front of the other people wasn't even glass, like a rail. It was just two bars. That lady would have went right over that bar. Put it, it this way. Slow it, motion. Put it, it this was way. like the it, fucking it, YouTube clip of old people it, falling down. Pe- people, people all night were just taking terrible tumbles all night long. It was brutal. It's like purposely set up for people to fucking kill themselves. Going it was. It was. Oh, I just. Oh, I, I mean, I had the luxury of fucking doing it, putting popcorn on a lady. Another lady was was went over the balcony. A couple other people had fallen earlier, and it was oh, great. The, 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 and the thing with Zeus, and it was funny because I'm sitting next to my son, and we both. Lo- it was one of those ep- instances where we we stopped for a second to make sure that you were okay and not hurt, and then, and like, then we the laughed. Yeah. <laughs> then we just fucking started laughing. <laughs> The guy, and then that fucking asshole in front of me. So oh. he's the type of guy that sits down like, 
possessive so that you know nobody touches his fucking hefty girlfriend. Believe us, no one's gonna try to take your girlfriend, buddy. Has his arm around her the whole fucking concert. So when you put your drink down, it's constantly he's got his arm over the cup holder. She was constantly looking back because like the drink would hit his arm or something. Be like, dude, move your fucking arm. No okay, one's so- touching fucking Henrietta Hippo. So, so you, you know, cut the shit. So you had that in front of you. Tell yeah, everybody, I think tell she was pissed because fucking I spilled my popcorn all over her. And that, no, and then so you had that in front of you, and then tell everybody what you had going on behind you. Who did I have behind me? I don't remember. You had the little girl kicking your seat all night. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> and I'm like, and I turned to you, and I'm like, can I say something? You're like, no, no, no. Her parents are right there. I'm like, fucking had it with this little shit. Yep. So other than that, it was a good time. All right, so oh, let's yeah. get into the show. So, so let's get. In, do we want to get into the show? Want to get into Roth? Yeah, are you, Murph, are you alive over there? I am alive. I'm ready. All right. All right. So, all right. Uh, I just want to, you know, set this up. We all met at your house. Yes. I'm out there. Had a couple drinks. We came in. We went separate because Murph had to leave straight from the concert. Yep. So, Mur- what? Did, what did we listen on the way up? Kiss tunes, of course. Of course, oh. absolutely. And that is just something different. You know, driving to a Kiss concert and Kiss tunes playing. You yep. you guys listening know what we're talking about, right? It's like it's like it, you, you feel like a friggin' teenager again, just getting fired up for the show. Yeah. And yep. and luckily the ve- the venue's not far from my house, so it was about a 15, 15 20 minute ride, maybe. So my favorite part is Tom is saying the whole time, Oh, if there's no traffic. Getting around this turn here Then there's nobody at the show Because every time I come There's always traffic Holy shit there's no traffic Holy shit I'm getting Holy shit we're already at the fucking parking Oh my god there's gonna be nobody here Went there Got in line We asked a couple people Does this mean the show's dead They're like no you're early Yeah <laughs> You're way early Yeah because because uh, every show I've ever been at that venue The traffic's backed up Off the exit off ramp And that's why we decided to get there early. I mean, it was fine. It gave us plenty of time to, you know, fuck around, hang around. gave us time to hook up with Mitch LaFon and everything. But, yeah, we got there. We got there a little early. And then uh, and I thought Sonny helped us out when we parked our car to tell us how to get to the venue. Oh, oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, boy. There was a there was a Sonny Pony lookalike. He was a handsome bastard. Oh man, I'm not going near this one. I am I'm not touching this one. What? Sonny, like- Sonny, you're my friend, and uh- <laughs> if I can look like Jerry the neighbor, he can look like the parking attendant. He can look like Sonny the parking lot guy. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. You're right. right. You're right. After Sonny pointed us where to park and where to go. What about what happened? Headed up, to, we headed up there, and it was you could just feel the vibe. Everybody was like just walking towards the venue. the The venue doors were actually not even open yet. That's how early we got, and the place was just packed out in front of the venue. It was like, but you could just feel people were just because it was not. It wasn't just a Kiss concert. It was the first show back in the U.S. with David Lee Ross. So there was just like a there was like an aura around the crowd. Yeah, and then we got to bring up some pop culture references, like Tom bitching. About Tom Steyer and his belt and all the commercials that he sees, and I made a point to say that he looks like the guy from the White Shadow. Yeah, and then, and then, and the, then guy the guy in, the guy in front of us, <laughs> Ken Howard. Yeah, Who Ken Howard? I'm like, yeah, that's the actor. Good for you, the White Shadow. There you Steyer. go. Dear God, 
Tom was venting because a poor guy lives in New Hampshire of all the political stuff that he gets to see on his TV. Oh, pummeled, pummeled on TV. <laughs> even, even, even streaming online, like just stream. If you go on YouTube and do anything, just ad after ad. Oh, brutal. Yeah. And then we get in. Venue. I can't remember the last time we went to a Kiss concert, Tom. And we got in so early that the merch booth, like we could go up and there wasn't a line. That's right. Yeah, because we got in. We got in there right there. Merch booth was uh, pretty, pretty much the same. There's a couple new things. I got, I got a shirt that had a new design. Uh, my son got an awesome shirt with a new design. It was actually like a dark, like a navy blue with a really cool design. Zeus, you got one. I don't remember seeing that before. I, don't I know got if that the was a long design. sleeve one with yep. the colors. Yep. And you're like, uh oh, fans aren't gonna like the fact that they're they got the shades of the colors from the uh, Dynasty album on on uh cheater chris and fake ace <laughs> oh god and um so after that oh wait hold on hold on hold on, hold on. Yeah. i noticed too somebody somebody asked about it on social media we talked about it briefly there was no roth merch no david lee roth like t-shirts bump there was nothing yeah. nothing which yeah. i thought was which i thought was interesting yeah but there after that me and murph stepped aside and you were in line with your son Yep. Murph says, point something out to me. What did you point out to me, buddy? Right next to a drum cover that was autographed for 350 bucks. <laughs> it came it with what? Yeah, it says the set list. Yeah. Yep. And it, it was it was partially obscure, but we could see Tears of Fallen. So we knew we knew that that was one of the added songs. And then when we were chatting with Mitch, he gave us a little bit of a hint. He didn't tell us what it was. But he gave us a hint, and that's when he said, yeah, there's only two changes to the set list. I was like, we're like are you shitting me? And then he goes, up. yeah, and one of them's, and the other one's from Alive. I was like, oh. I'm like, oh, great. So me and Tom both went to, if you heard our episode last week, yep. great. It's hotter than hell. Yep. And thank, thankfully it wasn't, but we'll get to that. But yeah. That's what we assume. Um, and then uh, we got to our seat, and I took a terrible tumble. <laughs> and uh, we sat down, and then all of a sudden he comes on. Seven seven thirty on the dot. So, people, if you're listening to us um, and you haven't gone to the show yet, Roth gets on the stage right at seven thirty on the button. So, be in your seat for that. So, he comes out, and the first thing I noticed was that I don't know if this is Roth's decision, Kiss's decision, the venue's decision. It looked like he was performing in like the Arlington High Gymnasium. There was like a there was like a curtain. That was it. There was no lights, no no nothing. And the band was like in a small section. Yeah. So like the whole stage was empty. It, yeah. And they were all like right in the same spot. Like yeah. spread out a little bit, right? I don't think yeah, I didn't I don't really I didn't really see a lot of like gut, like the guitarists like moving around the it was a weird setup. <laughs> it was like there was like an electric fence that they had to stay in this area. Yeah. Or they're gonna get zapped by Gene. Right. But that being said, um let's talk about Let's talk about Roth. Murph, you want to start with your uh, initial impressions? Was going in with very low expectations based on the early feedback from the Vegas show. Um, and I don't know if it's because of that, but I was blown away by his performance. You knew he was getting some help, but it was vintage Dave, the showman. I think he outperformed the main act Saturday night. <laughs> There's your first hot take of the night right there, folks. Damn. I I was I was singing along. 
I thought he worked the crowd. I thought he was the showman that night. Okay. All right. Zeus? Um, the first thing I thought was, what the fuck is he wearing? Oh, yep. I loved it. <laughs> he had Diamond Dave. He had the black and red diamond pants. Oh, just... But, you know, yeah, it goes. He can get away with that, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. Obviously, I thought, why is the band, like, visually, I'm saying, why is the band in that small section? Why does it look like it's, like you said, in the local gym? Um. But musically, when they kicked it, fucking loved it. Yep. He so overperformed from what yep. I expected. Murph is absolutely right. The Vegas thing. And just throughout the years, Dave was never, anyways, a big live performance guy. Never. He never was. Nope. But no, one thing, guys, and one of the things that I thought was really cool and how he connected with the crowd, as we'll talk about, you know, with a lot of these bands that are coming through, they just keep out belting out the city they're performing in. Yeah. That he started talking about where he lived in the area. So he was just saying, like, I know this area. I've been here. I know you people. And I thought when he started saying, oh, I lived in Swampscape, I lived in Brookline, I was like, Damn. Yeah. All right. Yeah. He knows where he is and he, he knows his audience. Yeah. No, it was cool. Agreed. Yep. Yeah. He was, I thought Dave was hilarious. Oh, he, uh, that- one of the things I thought he was funny, the swears. I just think he was like, you know what it was? It was a guy that was not like, fuck it. Like, I don't care about anything. It was a guy like, fuck it. I'm going to be me. Like he wasn't like tanking it. Like, I don't give a fuck. He was like confident Dave. Like, yeah, you know, it's one of those things that always reminds me of bands that don't know, like, the hair metal era is over, and they're still just as confident doing their thing, and it's like, oh, my God, you're embarrassing yourself. You look like an idiot. But they don't give a fuck. Um, this is us. We're proud of it. Um, that, like, Poison, for instance, right? And Brett Michaels doesn't realize that, that era is over. Just so boisterous about being, like, the tool bag that they are. But Dave was like, you wouldn't think that, you know, he's far removed from 1984. Just oh, walking no. around confidently, being himself, swearing. The thing that I love the most, he had a huge smile on his face. He was enjoying himself, which is what a fucking guy at his age should be doing if he's performing. Enjoying himself, being like, fuck it. Other than the fact that he was carrying his jacket over his shoulder like Barbarino from Welcome Back, Carter. I don't even know what that look is. Who sings with a coat on their back? Well, you got to think also that if, you know, you're playing in Vegas, you're playing to a certain audience, that people there on vacation, these are people that wanted to just rock out, have a good time. And I think it was just his type of crowd. And it's the first show. He was probably just giddy that he's back in his element. Yeah, he was extreme. He was on point. He was Dave. He was rocking out with his cock out. Absolutely. Yeah, he I, I agreed. I mean, he, it, I was I, I wasn't ex- I didn't know what to expect. And, um, you know, I, I don't trust these Facebook videos or these YouTube videos that people put up because it, the translation just just doesn't it just doesn't work. You got to be there. You have to feel it. You have to experience it. You have to see it. Uh, the band was spectacular. The set list was awesome. I Van Halen, probably right behind Kiss. Metallica rush like Van Halen is there for me. Um, I'm not a huge fan of his solo career. I do like some of the songs, but I was pleasantly surprised the set list. I'll just run through it real quick. Yeah, I was you, gonna say. Open, o- opens up with you really got me. Then just like paradise 
Jamie's crying, unchained, Panama, dance the night away, ain't talking about love and jump. I mean, what the fuck? That's just that's just awesome. And the way that all of a sudden the lights went down and without a delay, it was just dun, 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 dun. Yep. and yep. just the crowd just went nuts. And the and, other thing. I'm no, sorry, go ahead. Just, yeah, no, no, go ahead. The other thing, too, was that he knows his limitations. He was never a great singer. He did almost a bit of a lounge act at times. He was kind of doing the Tony Bennett type. You know, he wasn't going for the notes. He knew what he could hit, what he couldn't hit. And he was just going along. But the backing by the band was just unbelievable. The, yeah, the backing, the backing vocalists were spectacular. Like you said, Murph, he look, we know and we'll 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 we'll, we'll get into this a little bit more, so I'm not gonna get too specific, but we know the limitations of these guys at their age. And we know what we're getting when we buy tickets to these shows. We're there to be entertained. We're not there to hear perfection. Okay, we're there to be entertained. And like Zeus said, Roth had a smile on his face. He had a swagger. He was jumping around. He was crazy. He was swearing and laughing and telling stories and he was kicking ass. Like Murph said, he was letting the band pick up the slack when he maybe there were notes he couldn't hit. But it was fun. And the thing that I loved about it, I've never seen Roth before. I've seen Van Halen once and it was Sammy Hagar. Okay. My son's favorite band, he likes Kiss, but his favorite band is Van Halen. His favorite song is Dance the Night Away. He got to hear that. He's 15 years old. He got to hear David Lee Roth sing his favorite song. That is why we're here. We're not here to micromanage acoustics and audio and perform. We're there to have fun, and Roth gave it. You mean you don't want to set up a fucking YouTube clip? And dissect every fucking word. See, if you look right here, you can tell they're right there. Look, his mouth is against, it's going away from the microphone, and the note is still lingering for about 1.2 seconds. How yeah, is if, that possible? Yeah, if people, you know, if but people, yeah, well, let me finish this. No, thought, go ahead. But go ahead. Yet, I'm sorry. They're my favorite band. They're my favorite artist. I have pages. I have clips. I have podcasts. I've done this stuff. But when this happens, I need to put clips on them. I don't, how much to shit on it? What the fuck are you doing? You are spending time going out of your mind to prove something that you supposedly adore is fucked up. Who goes to a concert looking for fuck ups? How do you go through life like that? Even if what you're saying is true, guess what? If you didn't pick that up, I didn't notice it. I didn't give a fuck. I didn't even think about that shit. It doesn't even occur to me to think about that shit. Why the fuck do I get to come home and then somebody got some fucking jump on our our, our clips that we put up? And you know what? They could have been better, but the reception is as good. So I use Facebook Live, and when it's not good, the Facebook Live video is kind of grainy iPhone, please. You know, I mean, give me a fucking break. Well, Guys that are miserable. Oh, you think that's them? That's Michael Anthony's voice been punked in. That's the fucking fake old band. That's not even the real band. How do you know? You heard it through the YouTube clip? I mean, are you fucking kidding me? Even if that's true, why do you have to come on to my page or my personal fucking comment and jump in to tell me, you know that fun that you had? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That fun? That's not real. This is what really happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm hey, better than you. I'm more equipped to understand what's fun and what's not fun. Better than you and you. Like, the fuck? Aren't these people, like, supposedly your favorites? The fuck are you like to hang out with? I, you know, you just drove by? Yeah, you just ran over an old person. They just died. <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with you? 
And, it's, you know, they're, they're all over the place. It's and fucking to, and, tiring. And to make it even worse, to pile on what Zeus said, we ref- we don't we don't name names on this show. You can call us pussies if you want, but we just don't do it. It's not part of our nature. We will comment on specific people as Zeus just did, and I will comment on somebody else that gets re- referred to as the as the release police. Okay, on several if podcasts. If you're out there, you know what we're talking about. But well, this person decided to be the set list police. Okay, <laughs> now we were there. We saw Roth. We posted his set list. This particular person decided to post a screenshot of the pre-show uh, warm-up by Roth and his band provided by Mitch LaFon. And that pre-show set list was not the actual set list. So on our Twitter page, like Zeus just said, I posted, Roth, here's the set list. Sounded surprisingly good. This motherfucker gets on our social media and goes, that's not the set list. Here's the set list. And I'm like, okay, let's just say for the sake of argument, I made a mistake, which I didn't, asshole, because I'm here right now. I just saw it with my own eyes, okay? (laughs) You now have such an empty, hollow, boring life that you get off now on going into people's social media posts and attempting to correct them, whether it's the date of an album release or the set list order or the songs being performed. These people, just like Zeus said, with the people that break it down like the fucking Zapruda film, back and to the left, back and to the left. <laughs> when do you like? Do you put your head on your pillow at night and say, "Ah, you know what? I proved a point. These people are talking about me now. Look at this. I've made a. I've ruined their fun <laughs> moment. And now, because of all this, now the experience I had with my fifteen-year-old son, the experience I had with my two best friends, Murph and Zeus. Now that's like, is that supposed to be ruined? Because you pointed something out that you think is true that's going to minimize this. Somebody did this today to – there's a spectacular Van Halen book called Van Halen Rising by Greg Renoff. I follow him on Twitter. Huge Roth fan loves Van Halen. Okay, Somebody went after him today and said pretty much destroying Roth's performance and his vocals and everything. And this guy said it perfectly, and I commented on it. He said – I am too big of a Van Halen, David Lee Roth fan to let any of that spoil my time when I see them in concert. And I couldn't have said it better myself because I jumped and I said, I feel the exact same way with Paul Stanley and Kiss. I don't give a shit if Paul Stanley steps away from the microphone. I don't give a shit about his accusations with lip syncing and whatever. I don't care if the whole fucking show is lip synced. How's that sound? Does that make me a bad Kiss fan? Because if it is, I'll wear that badge. See, now you got me going. I wasn't going to do this, but now you got me going. No, and it, it is true. And if I hear fucking Stuart do it one more time about fucking singing him. live, yep. oh, these people sing live at the fucking Super Bowl, live, live, shut the fuck up. 90% of the people you interview and are my close friends, 90% of those people do the exact same thing. They all except do. it's not in your agenda because they don't dislike you like Kiss and Ozzy do. And those are the only ones that fucking you seem to feel like you need to attack. So, you know, that's Stuart. We knew about him. He's got his agenda and he's where he is. Okay. But then you got these others and it's just so prevalent these days. People that just need to go out and spoil the fun. It's the need to feel like you're a superior person or superior fan of this group because you tell it like it is. Do you like if nobody, if there was no internet, would anybody be talking about the Kiss show walking out or David Lee Roth walking out and be like, 
Yeah, I think the backing band was so-and-so. Yeah, Paul was lips. Nobody would have noticed. Nobody would have said shit. Nobody. Everything would be talking about. Everybody would be talking about how awesome the show was, how awesome it is. Nope. Now we have the internet, and now we have fucking keyboard warriors and tough guys. I'm a big fan of them. I'm the biggest fan of them, but I got to call it like it is. Why? Somebody asked you? Why? Who gives a fuck what you think? It's the same And why people. do you need to go on other people's stuff and talk about it? Like, no one asked you. And don't fucking tag us anymore in stupid shit. Don't tag us in stupid shit because we're a KISS podcast and you want to talk about, ah, right there, you can see where Ace is tickling Paul's balls. Paul's just giggling. He should be smiling. Oh, okay. No, it's, you know, look, we're not naive enough to, we understand the internet is full of trolls. Look, Zeus and I, we're huge Star Wars fans. What's the first thing that happens when a Star Wars movie comes out? (laughs) Okay. People, okay. What's the, the same thing with like, with the same, it's the same thing with anything, anything that a large group of people enjoy. Okay. In order to get attention, you have to be the person that pretends to not enjoy it. But guess what? You're the asshole. Okay, people are laughing at you. Jericho does it the best. And, yep. he, and, and, and I, we repeat it all the time. Star Wars, Kiss fans, and wrestling fans. Yep. Oh, this guy shouldn't be the champ. He can't work like so-and-so. Really? Hulk Hogan shouldn't have been the champ because he doesn't work like a fucking, you know, a five-foot-seven guy jumping off the ropes and twisting up and around. Hulk Hogan told the story that fucking entertained millions and millions of fans. It's not as artistic as so-and-so could do a one-hour match and grapple. And who gives a fuck? When you saw Hulk Hogan fight Andre the Giants, that was like the best 10 minutes of any wrestling kid ever growing up. But it's not as critically. Oh, uh, And then kiss, kiss. That's nonsense. Oh, my God. They can't perform. Oh, Paul's lip sync. Shut the fuck up. Oh, what? And I know I was doing this to a, a piss off Tom during the concert. All of a sudden, there'd be oh, a yeah. segment where Tommy would say something play a string and Paul go, Tommy Thayer. And I go, yeah, fake ace. Yep. <laughs> and I, I said to Zeus, I go, Zeus, you got, you got to shut up. Cause people are going to think you're serious. And then you're like, yeah, cheater, Chris, like just joking, <laughs> like making fun of the people that say that for real. Yeah. After Eric's drum solo. <laughs> yeah. Cheater, Chris. But you're saying it, you're, you're trolling the trolls when you say it, you know? Yeah, we, exactly. And, and, and let, let, let me just, let me, let me just, you know, we'll, we'll kind of we knew that the rant was coming. Um, it, it came a little bit more organically and a little bit earlier than I thought it was going to come on the show here. But right, look, I, I'll admit, Zeus, you, you if hopefully you've been listening to our show for a while, hopefully from the beginning, Z- Zeus and I, we we shit on Kiss, we make fun of them, we poke fun of them, we crit- we criticize them. You know, we we talked about the Kiss cruise. Well, we know that they're not perfect, but. What we're doing, we're criticizing things that we're seeing that are real, that are in front of us. We're not breaking down and analyzing things that may or may not be true or not true. Like, you know, like the lip syncing thing, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. And I'll give you a perfect example. The difference between us, me, you, and and those people that we're just discussing. Me and you have a podcast. We laugh about fucking being idiots and how we'll keep spending money on the same stupid shit. Yet we got more tickets for the end of the road. Right. Yet we bitch about the Kiss Cruise less and less for more money. Yet I got tickets to the Kiss Cruise. Right. But we do it on our social media. We do it on our podcasts. Do you know how many fucking Kiss fans are fanatics 
and you can see the joy in their posts. I'm going to the Kiss groups, or woohoo, I'm going to see Kiss. And there are pricks that go out there, great, you're going to see fucking Cheater Chris and Fake Ace. Like, who the fuck does that? I am so happy for those people that have that unbridled joy of seeing something for themselves that they're so happy about. But that these fuckers have to come out. Could you imagine if someone put, I booked on my first Kiss Cruise, that's awesome. And then I wrote, yeah, you paid more money fucking for less songs, and they're not even going to have Ace or anything. Good luck on that trip. That guy would probably be like, who the fuck are you? That's exactly what these idiots are doing. I want to read something real quick here, and then we're going to move on, okay? Um, There's a young lady that uh, I follow on Twitter. She follows our show page. I hope she listens to our show. I don't know if she just follows our Twitter page or if she actually listens to the podcast. Um, Young lady by the name of Katie Christina, okay? She had a tweet today that was perfect, and it summed up what you just said. And I'm going to give her credit here. She writes, the amount of people Kiss has actually affected astonishes me some days. Seeing so many people with Kiss in their bios like it's in their veins is incredible. They truly have touched so many of our hearts. Look at how they have brought us together. That is so perfectly said because before we joined Twitter or before we got into the Kiss thing, and I tell my wife this all the time, there is a group of people out there, Zeus, that when we post something Kiss related, whether it's from our personal page or our show page, we know that there's going to be ten or fifteen people that are going to jump on and like it and comment. It. It's it it's like a it's a family. Yeah, and, David Zanet. It, it, it him. Yes, yes. Hello, but, David. How are you? But that but that's it. And those are the people. Like you can criticize the band, you can say what you want, but just don't try to be the guy that shits on them and rains on people's parade and tries to take the fun away from what they're enjoying. You know, it, just don't do that. And don't do that. All right, yeah. I think Murph had something to say. No, 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 Let's Tommy, move on. To, Let, let's Tommy, move on. To, to that, um, that uh, Katie, she's, she's got a good profile. She's got some good posts out there. And yeah. to everything you guys just said, um, you know, all kidding aside, the, the guy sitting next to me who is older than us, he was probably in his early 60s, at the end of the show, I turned to him and just thinking the amount of times we've been there uh, to see them in, in performance, I go, how many times have you seen them? He goes, this is my first time. I'm like, Ooh. really? He goes – he goes, they used to come by when I had a paper route. I couldn't afford it. And I said, I have to see them. He goes, they were incredible. And see? he was just having a great time. See, yeah, now, now that's when you should have turned around to him, Murph, and said, well, you, you shouldn't have been happy because that's not real kiss. That's cheater Chris. And that's fake Ace. And did you know that they're wearing the makeup of Ace Frehley and Peter? The guy would have probably been like, shut the fuck up, you crazy person. But that's exactly right. That's that's perfectly said. Yeah, did, no. you, did you see Paul lip-syncing? How, how could you enjoy that show? Paul was lip-syncing. Yeah, and then we saw the guy who looked like he was in his 70s, the guy who used to run Fox News. What was his name? Oh, Roger Ailes? <laughs> yeah. There was a guy, I took a snapshot of him, looked like Roger Ailes partying, like fucking like he was like, 16 years old, yep. big fat Roger Ailes in his 70s, rocking yep. out with his cock out yep. on the yep. fucking fifth row balcony. Yep. Remember? Like, yeah. these people are enjoying themselves. Why do you have to be such a fucking dick? No, that record didn't come out on that day. I don't know why it says that. It really came out on this day, and I'm the greatest of all fucking kiss knowledge, and fuck you. <sighs> and 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 let's let's segue around here, because Zeus was talking about Zeus and Murph were talking about some guys in the, in the uh, seats. I, I'm not an expert here. The show was sold out as far as I could see. It looks I, 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 I looked around. I didn't see any vacant seats anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
So, you know, that's that's what we that's what we'll say. If people are wondering what the venue looked like, I was I was spending time from the beginning to the end looking around it. I literally could not see empty seats anywhere. Is there anything better that we ran into our some of our uh, some other li- friends and they had their son with them, right? And oh, you get that's to right. ask his son with his makeup on. Yep. Who's your favorite Kiss artist? What's your favorite album? Is there anything better than that? Nine years old. He's already been to his third, I think it's third Kiss concert, had right. his face yep. painted yep. like Paul Stanley, you know, talking about, you know, the band. And I mean, you think that kid, you, you, you think that kid needs to hear what you're saying about the band? How about Mitch? Yep. Mitch LaFon, who been covering Kiss and interviewing Kiss when he was nine years old. Did you see how excited he was about Kiss and how happy he is? Yep. Does Absolutely. he feel like, oh, what the fuck? This isn't so-and-so. That's yeah. pure joy. But you got to be the fucking fun police and come All out right. and do it. All right. So Anyways, let's-, let's go back to David Lee Roth. Finish up with him and we'll move on. No, I mean, I think we said, I think we we praised him as much as we can with the set list, the performance. the uh- Yeah, they should have played Yankee Rose. That's the one big thing I had. Yeah, I, that's that's shocking to me. Although I, I did hear somebody on Twitter saying, um, I don't know if it was Twitter or, or maybe it was you, Zeus. I honestly can't remember. Somebody was saying that Yankee Rose is a very difficult song to sing. Uh, now, I don't know how much harder it is than Unchained or Ain't Talking About Love or yeah. Jamie's Crying. But to, for him, first of all, I'm like I said earlier, I'm shocked you only played one Roth solo. Yeah, you know, just he did just like Paradise, but I'm not going to complain because Van Halen's my band. I thought, but, um, other than that lyric, I mean, other than that lyric, uh, other than that song, not in the set list. I thought his vocal was great. I thought his band was great. I thought they sounded great. I thought the backing vocals were great. And I don't give a fuck if it was fucking the real Van Halen backing vocals. I just thought they did great. He sounded great. I would just wish the show. I wish the set list was longer. Next yeah, thing I know. He yeah. ended with what did he end with again? Jump. Jump. And it was over. And I was yep. like, fuck. Do you think yep. he's coming back? And you're like, no, he's done. I'm like, well, they no, because the lights came on and that was it. Then we waited for Kiss. Yeah. And then I was so bullshit. Bullshit. There was no fucking painter. Oh, stop it. <laughs> the fucking unemployed painter versus what we just saw, Tom. The Roths thing. I'm telling you, people, if you're listening oh. to us and you haven't seen it yet, get the, get in your seats at 730. All right, let's talk about Kiss. We've been ranting for a while. Let's get into this a little bit. Uh, we want to do general thoughts, feelings. What do we, what do we want here? Murph, why don't you Can kick I it start off? off? So kick, just please because do. of please being do. a loyal listener to the podcast every show, uh, when the lights went down, the crowd had the buzz, and the guy goes, you wanted the best. You got the best. The hottest band in the world. I'm hearing in my head, kids. Yeah, oh, God. Heads. <laughs> oh God, I wasn't expecting that. Yes. Oh, but no, Murph, yeah. just kick it off with your uh, your thought. You've seen Kiss a bunch of times with us, so, t- uh, so be, let's is, be honest. Yep, I've seen them eight times, and I'm thinking if I've seen Kiss more than some of my kids' athletic events <laughs> in high school, maybe I've gone to too many shows, or just maybe I got to be a better parent. But uh, that's for another conversation, and. I David set a very very high bar. Do you think I that's think because do you think that's because you've never seen Dave before and it was new? Low expectations for Dave exceeded them. Yeah. Seen Kiss 8 times. You knew. I knew what to expect. I was a little disappointed overall, but okay. then looking at the guy next to me who's first 
Kiss concert, yeah. had a blast. When it's new, it was great. I think Gene was the MVP of the night. I thought Gene was he phenomenal. Always he always is. And, and it just Gene has been able to hold it to a higher level than Paul. I think Paul still can be the showman, but Paul's ceiling is not what it used to be. But having seen it eight times, that's where it's a little more apparent. Um, some of the songs, but overall, it was entertaining. And the, the the classics were being played. Seeing your son, fifteen years old, enjoying it all, you know, tears are falling. Deuce, Colgin, the classics were being hit. But um, you know, I, I will be interested to see as the tour progresses. Those that have seen the concerts at the level that we have, what the feedback's going to be. Okay, all right, Zeus. So um, we've. This is our third end of the road. Yes. I would put this probably in the middle, or if not the last, the least. And I'll tell you why. The first was because it was the first end of the road concert we saw. It had been a while since we've seen Kiss. Yep. The second, I felt like the one in the garden was the best. Yep. Better seats, just the environment. This one, again, it, I talk about Kiss like it's pizza. It can't be bad, it just can't. But it wasn't as good as other Kiss performances. Um, what worried me about this performance is I, I didn't feel the energy from the band. And this is the first, first part of the tour. I felt like they were in the middle of it. Like, okay, hi, Boston. How are you? Yeah. Um, I remember seeing them in the previous two concerts on the end of the road. And I would say, fucking Tommy was ripping it. Or, holy shit, Paul had, like, fucking wouldn't shut up. Or Eric was going nuts. I just felt like they're like, okay, there's a job to do. Got to get out there. They didn't perform bad. They didn't perform like they didn't want to be there. But they certainly didn't perform like they were excited to be there. And overall, it was a good show. Um you know, I think the the hard part was too knowing what the two new songs were going to be, so it kind of let down my expectations. I wasn't that excited that Tears of Fallen is getting played, so uh, it was a good concert, and we'll go through the set list. But eh, it's all right, Zeus. You nailed it perfectly because, like you said, first it's Kiss. I mean, there's no such thing as bad kiss. There's kiss that's better than other kiss. Like you said, it's pizza, it's beer, it's sex, it's kiss, okay? But you nailed it because the first thing I noticed, right from Detroit Rock City and throughout it, the energy was shockingly not there. It was mm-hmm. it was it was uncanny and the thing that stuck out for me, and, and again, I'm going to refer to my 15-year-old son who's you know not an expert, but he pointed out Eric Singer looked like he was asleep behind the drums. <laughs> Thank you. Like, yeah, I mean, he's spectacular. I love him. And he, he hit every note and he sounded terrific. Um, Paul is still the man that we know and love. Uh, you know, he has his limitations, but, you know, he we, we love him. But there were some songs where I'm like, something is missing. There's this, the, the kick in the ass is not there. And like you said, it's the first show they've been off for a while. 
Mm-hmm. And to 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 use the term low energy, <clears throat> excuse me, about a low, kish- is this low energy Jeb? I don't know if it's like <laughs> low T low or tea. But, <laughs> like, but it's it's um, to to use that. To describe a kiss show like that was shocking to me. Now, again, let's preface our comments. Here. We loved it. It's kiss. We had a great time. We're, we're together. It's it's kit. We had good seats. It was spectacular. But it yeah. it just wasn't it wasn't kick ass. I thought it, they it, were going to be excited to be there. Yeah. They, I, to they me, just to me, like I, okay, I, it's the job. I, I don't know. It, I don't know which one of you said it, or maybe maybe I'm thinking it in my head. But it was the first time I'm like, yeah, these guys are seventy. Well, these, you know, I mean, I know Eric and Tommy are, but like, yeah, these guys are old. You know, these these guys are old. They're doing they're doing a lot here. Yeah, whereas like you never put it upon them, like you never gave them the excuse that they're old. No, this time you're kind of like, all right, I'll cut them some slack. Yep, yep. Low energy jab. Yeah, that's where they would be playing all of a sudden, Manchester. Yeah, Manchester. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. You're right. I mean, you want to you want to you want to kind of quickly run through the set list and just yeah, give some thoughts or just you got it in my head now. I think Kiss and Low Energy Paul Stanley. <laughs> low Energy. Who, Mini Mike? <laughs> what else does he have? Some he needs pencil a- neck Eric Carr? <laughs> and Who, fucking mi- Mini Eric Singer needs a footstool because he's too short like Mini Mike? <laughs> <laughs> They're all getting Trump insults for uh, the yeah. <laughs> So, So, of course, they open up with Detroit Rock City. I, I was... Look, I the last episode I was hoping for five, six set list changes. We didn't get it. Um, I mean, you know, but like I, we've argued this before, it's pretty hard to. I beat. felt the fireworks weren't as much. Did you notice that? Yes, I did notice that. Yep, absolutely. I didn't think the fireworks that. went off as much. Now, the only thing I would say about yeah, that, yeah, the only thing I would not think about that is either that's a conscious choice, it's a change, or and it could ha- it could have something to do because the the SNHU arena is small. It could be yeah. uh, it could be the the rules of New Hampshire. It could be the rules of that venue. Um, it was the same setup. It had the pods coming down, and you know it had all that. Oh uh, no, it's not enough pods! Oh my god! Real quick, we're not going to go off on a tangent again. Some guy was obsessed with the number of pods. He's like, well, there's only eleven. Uh, they used to have seventeen. I'm like, dude, now eleven, go bed. dude. Go to bed. Go find a fucking hobby. You're counting the There's fucking There's only pods. four members. It's, it, is there like not enough members now can come down because they're missing pods? Who gives a fuck? Oh, God. So the opening is spectacular. You can't really beat Detroit Rock City. I mean, I was hoping maybe I stole your love, but eh, didn't get it. Um, and then they go into Shout It Out Loud. And the first thing I noticed about Shout It Out Loud, if I'm, I, I might be wrong, uh, maybe I was too excited. Did Gene fuck up the lyrics? Because I think he started the first verse with the second verse. Yeah, I think he did. Okay. And then in addition is here it comes. I was waiting for it. How you doing, Manchester? That's pretty much what me and my son paid for the tickets. That's all we wanted to hear, and he didn't let us down. But even oh, this. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, no I was just gonna say real real quick, the very first thing I have on my notes, and when they came down on stage, what the fuck was Paul's hair? Oh he, he looked like Janet from Three's Company. He was yeah. Joyce DeWitt. Did yeah. what was that? That, his, that, it, yeah. his wig was not. Right. Was it sh- was it short? Did it look like it was like a bob or like I some think kind it of hanging up higher up top? So it didn't look. It, as it, long didn't, as it, didn't, it didn't come down to his shoulders or whatever. No. It was weird no. looking. I think but anyways, he fixed go, it later on. Okay, but, go, ahead, go ahead. So the one thing I want to bring up after shout out loud, even this proved my point, Tom. He did the Paul Stanley crowd thing early. Is it this yes. side? Is that yes? That got cut in half. 
He used to do that for a good like six, seven minutes. And he did it that in the middle. After, like two minutes. Yeah, and he did it in the middle of a show too, usually. Yeah, he's like right off the second song. It's over here. No, it's over there. How about the people in the middle? All right, you got it. Let's go. Next song. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's yep. when I noticed where's the energy? He usually does that for a while. He ended it within like one or two, like, is it this side? How about the crazy people over here? Yep. So and then they go right into Deuce. Ooh, she dropped the deuce. Which, you know, I'll never get sick of that. I love it. Nope, Gene, I Gene sounded great. Like, like Murph said earlier, Gene's like the ageless wonder. I mean, you know, he still, his, he still has the voice. He still has the chops. You know, he, he's hamming it up on the stage. He, he, you know, he looked great. And they uh, have the video clips in the back and the yep. band through all its carnations going through, right? Yep. Carnations are doing all that shit. Now, at the end of it, why the fuck does he still do this? At the end of Deuce, Paul Stanley goes, things have changed. Your last time we were here, now you're looking at a band that's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, since Why when do you do that? Right, right. They don't like us. They hate Kiss. Right? What is he saying? He not saying to mention, this. not to mention, that was like six years ago. He's still talking about it. Right. Dude, you're you're protesting too much. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it just stop. It just, I can't stand that he does that. But anyways, then, then they go into what? Say yeah, which look, I love the song. I, I'm a fan of Sonic Boom. I like Say Yeah. Get get it out of the set list. Get it out. At this point now, we've all heard it through the tour. Put in modern day Delilah. I don't want it. Hello, hallelujah. The problem with Say Yeah is it's too mellow and mid tempo for a Kiss show, and I'm gonna. I have more to say about the no, set list. No, I don't think so. I, I, I would say. Too. I would say tears are falling. Falling. Well, well, wait, 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 yeah wait. We'll, we'll get chorus. to that. We'll get to so, that. Hold on. Say yeah has the chorus with the crowd can go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And that's I'll why you, I'll, with that. I'll give you so, that. But but the verses to say yeah, and I love it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying the live experience. That's all I'm saying. I, and I said I the same thing. The echo part in every verse. Ah, ah, yeah. ah, keep going in the background. So you know yep. there's backing on that stuff. But anyways, and that's when Paul does his, how we doing so far? Yep. We are just getting started. <laughs> <laughs> this is serious. <laughs> Sounds like the Wonder Pets. The Wonder Pets. <laughs> go ahead, Murph. They, you got something okay. to say? Nope, nope, nope. All right, then they go into uh, I Love It Loud. Yeah, and Tommy's like, that's it. I fucking hate this. <laughs> uh, no, you know, look. You know what go ahead, Murph. No, no, samesies. I was I, just going to say, look, uh, here's the thing. When I go to a concert, and I know that bands have to do this. I know that there are bands that have slower songs or mid-tempo songs. I like songs that, like, get you, like, Detroit Rock City, Shout Out Loud, do songs that get you, like, just, let's get fired up and just get rocking and kicking ass. Like, I don't, I don't need to hear this song anymore. Take it out or do no. something. Do you see the crowd, though? The crowd is still I know. getting I into know. it. I know. You, I know. The I crowd know. seems to love it. I'm but in the, the minority. Crowd, when they put the, the the chorus part on the screen, yep. right? Yep. Hey, hey, yeah. The crowd is right back at it. That's so it's, it's interactive. A- it gets people that are maybe the guy that like, hasn't seen Kiss in years and first yeah. time there. Here's the song. He's walking out remembering I Love It Loud. I'll tell oh, you that. You're right. You're right. You're so right. then he goes into Heavens on Fire. That's when I'm like, oh, it just 
Kissing makeup and heavens on fire just doesn't do it for me. This, yeah. in my opinion, was the weak part of the show. Th- this stretch here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, look, I li- I like heavens on fire, but I, the problem here, and when you're dealing with people that have some vocal difficulties, yep. you know, this is when you start to see the trend of some of these songs being done like a, you know. A, a pitch like pitched down or differently yeah not from the way you remembered yeah pitched differently so it's like you're hearing the the chorus but it doesn't sound right because it's not it's 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 pitched down you know and i and i understand every every band does that i get that but this song should have like a rising soaring chorus and it doesn't really with the way they do it and we'll get into the next song <clears throat> which was a massive thud for yep. me let down whole so, yeah go ahead they tears went to, yeah they went to, to tears of fallen and he could tell you singing in a different register it just again that's what when you say to me they're doing it as a mellow kind of laid back song it doesn't fit this doesn't fit in the show tears of falling does not fit just like hide your heart did not fit in this tour well that's Every why the other song is like an anthem type song where the crowd gets into and interacts these two songs don't work. I, I give them credit because they wanted to throw something in from Asylum. Yeah. They want they wanted a little bit more 80s stuff. I'll give them yeah. credit. But I'm telling you right now, I guarantee there's no way this song is going to be in the set list in two months. It's yeah. going to be like Hide Your Heart. It's going to be it, – they're going to take it out. They're going to take it out. Um, it, it, it's – you know, I feel bad because, like, we just, we just went on a rant about people kind of shitting on Kiss and, like, here we are kind of critiquing our experience. But, Murph, go ahead. You got something no, to say. I was when when you heard the opening chords, I was pumped. I yeah, was really too. looking forward yep. to this, and then all of a sudden, you just started cringing, and you were thinking, "Paul, you should just be playing this in a coffee shop acoustically. Like you can't play this in this venue anymore." Well, and I felt like, I, like you said, I felt bad because I was really excited, and then you almost kind of just felt the energy seep out of us because yeah. we were ready for it, and we knew they just couldn't hit it. And I think the problem with this song, it kind of like Heaven's on Fire, the the it has a rising soaring chorus. Mm-hmm. And you could hear Eric Singer trying to carry some of that higher pitches of the like when it's like tears are falling, like you could hear Eric Singer trying to lift the chorus a little bit and it just wasn't the same and I think the worst part of this song uh, and I'm it bre- and it breaks my heart to say it, the solo Okay, mm. I've got to jump in here. Go Tears ahead. Tears are falling. My notes. You see my note there? Solo. Yuck. Horrible. Uh, it, it that broke my heart because I love. I I I am a Tommy Thayer fan. I have. Yeah. I I think he's terrific. And this kind of piggybacks our low energy comment. Was this just what? what oh God, I know. I know Bruce. I know this. This is one of Bruce's best solos. Yeah, uh, it's arguably one of Bruce's best solos. But it just didn't eat me. Me and you looked at each other right away going, no, no, no. Um, yeah, for me to write it and you to write it. And when we don't again, this is Tommy at his finest. Save it. Save it. We don't talk about this shit. We, we have put not- our notes down so we can discuss it. So it can be organic on our show. We so, have not sent one word about this show to each yeah. other until tonight. And the other note I had on this besides the solo yuck, I had crowd. Eh. Hmm. Well, I would generally speaking, I would say that for a lot of the show. 
Yeah, but no, more so with this. The yeah. crowd was just into the song. But I'm wondering if they threw this in, like I said earlier, I think they threw this in there for fan service. Like, hey, you know what? It's a, it's a new song. It's, it's 80s. We know it's a hit. So I, I understand why it's there. Um, but I, just, like, just like Hide Your Heart, I wouldn't be surprised if this is yanked. You know? Yeah, we'll see. So, okay, then- and, then we, and then we get into uh, War Machine. Which and, this this is when I went on my rant and say take this fucking song out and put it in unholy. <laughs> put it. You can have your demon song. You can have your demon song. Keep keep it keep it Gene Demon, but give me unholy. No need. Fuck well, that. I'm actually that glad song, they didn't play it because after I'll get into it later. I'm glad they didn't play unholy. Oh, Otherwise, shit. that would have been trouble. Oh boy. Okay, go ahead. We'll talk about that later. But Zeus, yeah. I know you love War Machine. I do. I too. love it. I, I love the too. video. I love the video back screen in this song. The big fucking skull dragon flying around. Yep. But they don't do the siren anymore. Right. They right. don't do the siren at the end of the last chorus. Yep. Um, but I love War Machine. And then at the end of it, because the siren goes off, but not at the way it used to go off, then uh Gene does his thing, doesn't he? At the end of uh, what the, uh, the the fire, yeah, fire, fire, yeah, yeah, yeah. He does yeah. his uh, fire thing from after yes. the end of War Machine. So, yeah. and then anyways, the sh- and then then for me, the show kind of picks up steam a little bit because it gets back on track. Because I'm I'm not a huge fan of Lick It Up, but for some reason, and I said this last week during the Alive Three episode, I love the live version of Lick It Up. I don't know why, um, yeah. but I really like the live version of this song, and I thought they did a nice job with this. Yeah, he didn't do too much hamming it up. He didn't say anything about no, it. No, no, you're That's, right. See, this is why I'm saying low yep. energy Paul. Yep. Because there's no this is a song about licking. Yeah, he usually and you're right. He usually he usually gets like like you said, is gets his banter kicking into gear with this. Yeah. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. Murph, lick it up. Uh I, I liked it. I thought they performed it well, but I what you keep talking about with Paul with low T, I mean, is it a situation? Did was this their warm up weekend? That's also true too. That's also true too. Maybe this was like, hey, it's our first show, and uh, we'll kind of work out the kinks. We haven't toured in a while. These are whatever. Maybe, maybe. Kiss I don't been know. Doing this for too long, and they're too much professional. No, I know, I know. You know, they're, they're, that's not an excuse. I just, I know. I it know. is what it is. Um, then they go into calling Doctor Love, but before they get started, someone has to say a couple words. So it's not global warming with all this sickness going round. Somebody ought to call the doctor. Actually, did you guys hear the the guy in the row behind us goes, we got rock and roll pneumonia going on. Oh, yeah. Jeez, yeah, I know. Rock and roll pneumonia. I mean, I love, I love this song. It, and again, you know, I keep talking about my son. This is his favorite kiss song. So I'm, I'm never going to get sick of this. Gene does a great job with it. Um, and now you know, he does his gimmick at the end. And do you know why? I actually like that. Yeah, because I am the doctor of love. Yeah, I like that. So yeah, that that that's that that was uh you know I'm never I'm never gonna get sick of that one. I love that. Then they go into hundred thousand years, which this is another song that studio version, eh, live version. I like it. I like the live version of it. I th- I think it's a song that Paul can handle well right now. This is when Eric does his drum solo, where I swear to God, it looked like somebody had to nudge him to wake him up because I don't know if he was fucking sleeping or not. <laughs> Um, you know, drum solo was great. I think the problem with that, well, it's not a problem, but I think the thing with Eric is, I think he's so talented 
and he's so I love him as a drummer. He just makes it look so fucking easy that it's almost as if he's kind of sleeping through it. It's just so it's it's he it's so easy for him to just nail it that he just it doesn't look like he's like busting ass. But hundred thousand years. Yeah, that's when I decided to go to the bathroom. Okay. Bathroom break. And guess what? Everybody in that bathroom said the exact same thing. Hey, you're thinking the same thing, huh? Yeah. Everybody knew to go to the bathroom during that song. However, what everybody did not know that somebody puked so putrid in that bathroom. <laughs> this poor, poor, poor Mexican guy with a mop pumpkin. <laughs> Look, look, I'm like, you fucking gringos, assholes. He has to clean this up. That bathroom smelled like disgusting, most disgusting puke. And that guy looked like, dude, the shit I have to do to fucking support my family. I felt bad for him. Yeah, I felt bad for the poor bastard. He just looked like that cleaning up that puke took years off his life. It fucking reeked. At least there was no cleanup required after your I Want You episode. No, no, no that, 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 that just took care of itself naturally. Yeah, that was for everybody's nostril pleasure. But this one was just, oh, putrid. And uh, yeah, and everyone had the same idea. Come back, and I'm listening to fucking Eric Steele on the drum drum thing, and I'm like, this is fucking, are you, come on. It's now, 2020. Real, We're still doing fucking drum solos. Now, real quick. Now, th- this is a song that I would think could be, um, swapped out because hundred thousand years is not a. It's not Deuce. It's not Detroit Roxy. Why can't you pull hundred hundred? Take it out. It's the drum five, solo part. It's the th- drum solo. That's I get why. that, but you could you you could do a drum solo solo for any song. Take it out and throw in Firehouse if you want to play something off the first album. I'll throw in Strutter. People are not clamoring for hundred thousand years. It's not a must have. It's do a you song in rock and roll though, Tom. I, I do, of course, I do. Yeah, but it's a do you song. Feel all right. I do feel all right. Yes. But this is a song that could easily be swapped out. And that, and, I, and I was thinking if they're going to do some swaps, take this out. Go one, ahead, of the, one of the songs that you would think would be easy for them to hit from a, a pitch standpoint and actually put into the, just the list. She. Yes. Cause it's a gene song too. And it's a slow song and it, nobody's really screaming and raising their voice. No, I agree. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. I hear you. But maybe Zeus is right. Maybe they, they that's the drum solo song. With my opinion, yeah, you throw, yeah. You throw a freaking drum solo in any song. But anyway, so next we got uh, Cold Gin. We know that that's never coming out of the set list. The one thing I don't get about this fucking song, and look, I, I, somebody help me out there. What is up with Gene licking Tommy? Oh, I know. And, I know. And, and when they show it on the big screen. Tommy is like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, he didn't like just he, lick Tommy him did not look time. like he was enjoying it. He didn't just lick him. He like grabbed his nuts. He well, he did that too. Yeah. yeah. He like grabbed his nuts. Yep. Yep. That was a sexual what? assault. I'm going to report ahead. that. So Gene was wearing the wedding ring that night. And I just thought that for the demon to be wearing that throughout the concert, I was like, oh, Gene's at that point of his life where he's like, this is me. Take it or leave it. Just thought it was interesting. Yeah. yeah, the other thing I was saying was Tommy's flying V. When's the last time you've seen a flying V guitar in a kiss concert? That was a that was a good pickup by you, Zeus. I don't think I've ever seen that. I, I mean, I've I, seen I, I, old was... footages of Paul playing one, but Yeah, that that was that was it. That was interesting. I, I do I do not remember that. 
Um, you yeah, you picked up on that. Yeah, and then um, and that's when I yelled out, "Yeah, cheetah, Chris!" And that's when I said, "That's when I said, Zeus, you got to shut up because somebody's going to think you're serious, and they're going to smash your head off the railing." I'm like, no jokes. All right, then what? Then we're at uh, God of Thunder. Gene goes G- in the air, and there's just nothing like it. It's awesome. The, the lightning bolts and the fucking the burn it. They All right. Good, they they do a good, and th- this is another song. I'll say I love the live version of it. G- Gene just nails this. I mean, it, it it it's 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 great. It's a great it's a great performance. Dun, 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 dun. The, he goes the, up. The song, I can't hear you. And the yeah, the song the, the song itself. I'm like, okay, I get it, but the performance, the the theatrics of it are great. I just wish you know how they had in the backdrop just the video Gene singing along with it. I would yeah. have loved to have seen old Gene doing God of Thunder from like the concert footage yeah. from the seventies with the blood. Like yeah. I just wish they would mix that up. You know, just yep. having some old retro stuff. Thin you Gene. Didn't, you didn't you didn't like the pods of like fifteen different Gene heads looking at you? I was gonna have a seizure. I know, huh? Yeah. All right. Oh, and then next Zeus's favorite song. Oh, worst part of the show. I think I went to the bathroom on purpose, even though I didn't have to go because this played. You definitely hate this song more than me. Oh my god. We're gonna turn this place into a zoo. Okay. Well, the problem with this song, I've said it before, the chorus. This has a rising, soaring chorus. The problem with this song is the song. No, no, I I I know. I I I know, but 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 the chorus is uh, yeah, I th- I think Correct me if I'm wrong. Is is this the one where Paul doesn't even attempt to sing the chorus? He lets the band take over. Yeah. Okay. And then it's look. I know you don't like it, but in terms of it sounds good. It's a song that absolutely does not need to be in here. Like take it out, throw in Hella Hallelujah, something from Monster, throw in something from uh, you know Sonic Boom or something. There's no need. There's just no need for this. Paul song. likes to tell everybody it's a classic. It's uh, not it, a classic. No. Like you said, he's shoving it down our throats to be to try to force it to be a classic. Yep. Now, yep. the next song, this was a kick-ass surprise that I was not expecting, and I fucking loved it. I thought Gene nailed it. Parasite, I cannot believe they played this. I, mean, I put, wow. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, but I, go ahead. I also put no crowd pop. Should have been pumped. I didn't feel like they were into it. Yeah, but I didn't. But Zeus, honestly, I didn't. I didn't really see the crowd popping on anything. I really, I didn't. There, there were very few songs where I saw the crowd popping on anything. I saw everybody sat for the entire show. Not the, no, no, nobody stood yeah. up. Nobody stood up for one second. Um, but I didn't see anybody popping on any on any songs. I, I felt like I'm not. I just felt like it wasn't. They weren't like. There were songs, something that got people going. It just didn't do anything. But do you think it did for me? It did for me. Go ahead, Murph. I reacted to Parasite the way I wanted to react to Tears Are Falling. Yeah, right, right. Now, do you think, see, at at this stage of the game for Kiss and their fans, I honestly don't think that there's any song they can play where you're going to get a noticeable reaction from the crowd. I just, I think the crowd right now is like, yep, I love Kiss. Great, they're playing Parasite. Great song, I like it. I don't think there's any song they could throw. If they played Mr. Speed, I don't think there'd be a reaction from the crowd. Oh, there'd be. You'd see certain people jump up and down. I don't know. Parasite um, is a borderline deep mm-hmm. cut and a great rocker. So mm-hmm. I mean, 
I, I'm, 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 I was super excited to hear that. And then they also, Paul announced it as the song off of Alive. And that's how me and you knew that here it comes. Yeah. Why, why did he do that? I don't know. Cause it's more famous from Alive than the first couple albums. Cause he likes to boast Alive. Okay. Because it's it critically acclaimed. Yeah, but it's versus not- the other stuff. Cause that's him. So all the things that he hates about critics and stuff, then he likes to say we're in the hall, rock and roll hall of fame. Right. And then he'll like to say that, Oh, kiss Alive. Instead of what it's really from, yeah, but, but it's from hotter than hell. Like, why would you say alive? Like, that's weird. Yeah. Anyways. anyways. And, yeah. So, and then, and then we get to the fun part where Paul flies out and we always, I always try to get tickets with us near that platform. Uh, but, but oh, this is my point go ahead. about low energy, Paul, I'm going to come out there, but if I come out there, I need you to tell me to come out. I can do it. Say my name. And then I wrote in parentheses, me, me, me. It's all about me, not yep. this. Me. Say my name, Paul. That was so uncomfortably cringy. Yep. Paul. Yep. Paul. Making the crowd say your name? What the but like you, that? Yeah, but like you said, you said it when we were doing our review last year. Gene has the blood and the God of Thunder. Uh, Eric has the drum solo. Tommy has his shooting the space thing. Paul needs his thing. So give it to him. Oh, but it was just, oh. No, I know. Um, you know, he's he he asked for people to say his name, but he also only did it like once or twice. Yes. Whereas other times he was more into it. Yep. So that's why I'm saying low energy Paul. Yep. Yeah, he wasn't working the crowd. No, no, he was not. He was and oh, maybe yeah, that was. and maybe that could be he's trying to save his voice. He just doesn't have the pipes to just c- continually engage with the crowd anymore. By the way, we forgot to mention on Cold Gin way back, that's when Tommy did his solo. Yes. Okay. I'm shooting the stuff in the air. Yep. The fake stuff. I didn't. I, I don't even think that sound effect is good. No. I, I don't even think it's a good thing. Like it's just. I get it. Why they, I get it. Why they're doing it now. I'm not one of those fake freely people, but if you are, that is fake freely yeah, shit. But right it's there. also yeah. like it doesn't even really go like the graphics. Like it doesn't even appear. Or you make it think that he's shooting it up. Right. You know, no, I know. It's just poorly done. I just, yeah. whatever. Anyways, we're on Love Gun. Go ahead. You know, Love Gun and uh, I was made for loving you. That's when Paul flies out and does the platform thing. Um, you know, two great songs. I mean, they sound good. I thought Paul did fine. I thought he did, you know, the crowd was into it. It's, it's, it, that kind of gets the crowd rejuvenated a little bit. Him flying out and landing on that platform. Everybody was into it. I enjoyed it. I always do. Um, you know, two great songs. You know, yeah. I also put Tommy now switched guitar to the James Hetfield fucking Scorpions guitar. Oh yeah, you yeah, yeah. That? yeah. You yeah notice yeah. that too as well. Yep. yep. He never plays those guitars. All of a sudden yeah. he's changing like that. Right. Um. Yep. That was from Love Gun. Uh. What thoughts on Love Gun, Murph? Wasn't it the same energy as the last show. I mean, yeah. it was yeah. it was good. It got you know the the crowd enjoyed it. We were closer to him, so we I think we enjoyed it a little more. But overall. You know, I, I think when he went back to the stage, they finished up strong. But Love Gun, I was ma- especially I was made for loving you. Last time when we saw them in Boston, he was trying to hit the notes. I just don't even feel like he was putting any effort in it this time around. So. I think he, I think he's finally come to the conclusion that he's just like, you know what? I just I, I can't do it. I'm not going to embarrass myself. I'm just going to do what I can and let the band help me. Um, but I will say this real quick: I am I am relieved. That all three of us agree 
in general because I I did not want to be the guy coming in here with the review of the no, show. No, saying, I thought yeah. I thought it was the same. Yeah. And the other thing about it is, if you notice, he he always says you should know this one, and yeah. he goes into "I was made for loving you." Um, it sounds like the beginning when he plays it. It sounds like the beginning of the Trooper. Yes, yes. It's hard to explain, but live in the concert, he's like, is this the Trooper? What the fuck is this? Yeah, you said that. I was made for loving you. Yep, yep. Very strange. Then Paul flies back. Yep. And then they get into Black Diamond. Now, I want to leave this one off. I put Black Diamond in my notes, and then I put Terrible. That is the worst singing Eric Singer I've heard. He destroyed that song. It was terrible. Usually he sounds a little like Eric Carr and him, guys trying to do Black Diamond, but it was horrible. It was like a cover band doing Black Diamond. Thank you again. And again, this it honestly, I I'm gonna say this again. And uh for that we didn't read that email, but for the guy that said that I was repeating myself, I'm repeating myself again, I'm acknowledging it. I know we started off our episode with ranting about people blah 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 but this is an this is a concert review episode and zeus i think we may have looked at each other during this and i was like what the fuck dude <laughs> I, I i mean nothing is ever gonna touch peter chris but usually i'm like you know what eric he, he, he banged it out he did a nice job again i'm gonna say it again lazy eric this was this was a this was a mail it in job by him. It was not good at yeah, all. Yeah, it's almost like a baseball team in like off season. Hey yeah. guys, we got a, we got a first game back from spring training, and they're all like, and it's like a clip, and you see them in their hotel room getting up, and there's pizza boxes everywhere, yep. and yep. like beers everywhere. They're out of shape, and they're like, oh yeah, all was- right, how's this go? Out on the streets for a living, and like like yeah. wait a minute, dude, that does not sound well. Oh nope. my god. Nope, it did not. Nope, Murph. Murph. I actually, I thought it was okay, and I think it's because I was so disappointed and I was made for loving you (laughs) that I thought musically the band performed well. I agree that Eric didn't, I was kind of indifferent to it, but just the energy picked up. So I wasn't paying as close attention to Eric, but I thought uh, Gene, Tommy, and and Paul, I, I thought they performed well. So. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the song's the song is friggin' awesome, but Eric just and you know yeah, we're gonna continue here because just Beth was just Manchester, just fucking brutal. I I, I just can't say it enough. Just fucking brutal. Yeah, brutal. I didn't even see them come out at the end. Then remember, I asked you, I'm like, did the band come out? You couldn't see because they didn't put the lights on until the song was like a hundred percent over. Before they would kind of dim the lights up a little bit. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't do that. Um, but th- this was just. And again, I don't know if it's Eric's voice. I don't know if he had an off night or something. Just because in the past I've said, you know what, he does a decent job. It's okay. It's not great. It's not Peter Chris. It's not even Eric Carr. Uh, but it just was. Oof. I guess you know what that- it is. It, it's like when somebody you're listening to them, you're like, you're so scared for them. They don't, you don't think they can hit the notes. You don't. Yeah. And then they you're like, okay, he made it this far. Like you're cringing. Cause you're like, oh yeah, this isn't sounding right. I'm sure he's going to fuck it up. Yep. And you're like, uh, okay. He, you were so nervous about how he was going to do. They didn't get a chance to enjoy it. When he was done with Beth for a moment, I was there going, I'm good. We can edit here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, let's continue the critique here. Crazy 
nights. Here's a chance to get crazy. And that's when I put Roger Ailes in the corner going nuts. He loved that part that they were singing this. This is the first time I've ever heard Crazy Nights live. Because the first two shows we saw them, they were playing Do You Love Me? Yes. Um, they can't hit the melody, I put. They couldn't hit it. Nope. These are crazy. It just sounded like. And there's somebody in the background going, These are crazy. It wasn't Gene. It didn't seem like Gene. It was just somebody with a voice that was like, Whoa. And it was, again, it was and it was kind of like Tears Are Falling, where Eric Singer was doing the lifting when it's like. Yeah, I think it was the, probably him that was the, fucking the, it up. And this is another song with a rising, soaring chorus. I'm going to say it again. We've said it about a bunch of songs. The chorus makes these songs. And if you can't nail the chorus, the song's going to suffer. Again, I like the song. I was excited that it was going to be added you know, back in the set list after Do You Love Me was pulled out. I just, I don't know. See, now I just, now I just feel bad because I just feel like we just, feel bad just nah, I don't know. This is what we do. I, I just. Uh, I'm not a fan. I thought the, the chorus was horrible. It was. It was. It was. The chorus was a was a mess. It it was maybe the worst song of the night, in my opinion. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then they then, finish up. And then they finish up with rock and roll night, which is there's so much going on that you can't even be distracted by the vocals. <laughs> yeah, the balloons had already let out before yep. that, and yep. you know, the then all of a sudden the f- confetti's all over the place, and Gene and Tommy are flying out on those. Uh, Things that friggin' Nikki Six thinks he stole them from. Yeah. And the next thing you know, it's time to go. And I'm trying to make sure I don't fucking trip and break my neck. Yep. And uh it's over. Yeah. That's that's the show. Yep. It was all right. It was another good performance of rock and roll night. Used to it. You you you're not even concentrating the song, you're just enjoying the moment. Yep. You're just, you know, in your element. So I thought that was great. Um, uh, in the end. Overall, I thought the show was decent, but still better than 99% of the bands I'd see out there. Yeah, it was um, just not up to Kiss's stand. Like we said, it, like we said, it's Kiss. I, I'm never not going to love it, but this one is a little bit down the bottom of the rankings for me. This was, yep. my, tw- this was my 21st time seeing Kiss. This was my third time on the end of the road, and this was easily... The low, the third ranked out of the three. Yep. Yeah, I don't know where it is on my list, but it I mean as far as number of concerts, but it's not very. It wasn't high on on the um, on the list as far as you know performance wise. And I think Our, the problem. And I think the problem is, I think we talked. We already talked about energy, but I think they could fix a lot of the problems that we're having here by fixing some of the song selections. And I, I don't. I'm not trying to beat a dead horse here, but. You know, if you put some songs in here that are that are, can give the band a little bit better way to shine, you know, you're picking songs that you just can't do right now, and I th- I think that's I think that's part of the struggle. My I opinion. think also the crowd, maybe yep. it's just that crowd. They haven't played Manchester really. Right. Maybe that crowd is just not a Kiss crowd. I don't you know. know. We, I mean, it was packed. It was packed. I know, but but you know, you I don't know, know what well, I mean. Yeah, no, I know. Murph, go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, but if you think about it. The, the two gentlemen next to me on my immediate left were 15, 20 years older than us. They enjoyed it, but they sat down the whole time and they said, oh, it was a great show. So, And that's good. I'm, I'm happy for them. I am. Right. But then if they were, they're not giving off the energy that you would expect from right. ourselves or Michael. Right. But between now and the time they come to Mansfield in September, seven months, a lot of opportunities to work on the list. And you know what? 
playing in an outdoor venue might give them a different feel and vibe and I think that's people pregame. I think that's an interesting point, Murph. I think you hit the nail on the head. We're seeing them Friday of Labor Day weekend. That's a huge weekend. There's going to be you can tailgate Friday night at eight. Exactly. You can tailgate because we we saw we saw him at Mohegan. We saw him at the Garden. We saw him in Manchester. You can't tailgate. You can't hang out and drink before this one. You can. The crowd is going to be juiced up. It's going to be outside. It's going to be the end of the summer. So I think you will see a difference in the crowd. And by then, I think you may see some changes. Um, but I, I mean, after all we're saying, I still can't wait for that show in September. I can't. I'm still excited. So, you know, I'm never disappointed. I'm, I would never say I'm disappointed. I'm not. It's just not, you know, five star kiss. It will be great. I knew you were waiting to finish. I knew you. I knew you were waiting to finish that. Can't be late. So let's talk real quick about our experiences with the t-shirt bootleggers outside the venue. We walk out. I got. I got. I got accosted by DJ Quick selling friggin' the duffel bag t-shirts. What what size are you? Three X, four X, five X. That was great. And then one of the guys like, what size am I? Yeah, what size am I? I'm like, what size do I need? What size I need? Oh, yeah, that's what he goes. What size? I don't know. He's like, like, what size I need? I go, I I don't know. You mean what size do I need? Like, and and they were swarming. There was like, usually they're like, hey, man, T-shirts, T-shirts. You know, it's like they're like selling like drugs. These guys, these guys like swarmed on the exit doors of the venue. It was hilarious. (laughs) What size I need? I don't what, know. You what tell kind? Me. What what kind of price? What kind of size? <laughs> yeah. oh, Can I tell you guys about my post concert? Well, wait a experience? minute! Wait a minute! We got to talk about. Then we got to get in our car. We have to give the ticket to Willie Randolph. I didn't know he left the fucking New York Yankees organization. Was handing out tickets to us. <laughs> Dude, the guy looked just like Willie Randolph. Oh my god! <laughs> Number thirty. Well, Murph, you Murph, you went a different way because you were taking your own car home. So tell us about your your ex- excursion. Right, I don't go that way. You get what, you know I'm, what saying? I'm saying? I get what you're saying. So I'm driving home. I was actually Saturday morning. I was finishing up the pod that you guys had with Sonny, and then I jumped into a live three. I had about 20 minutes left. So driving home, cruising, all of a sudden I hear about you guys talking about, oh, if we play Unholy, we're going to turn and punch Murph in the face. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what? Why did we say that? I, I, what was the context of that? I, I think I know. just said, I will not believe it. If they play it, then we got to turn around and punch Murph in the neck or the face or something. I don't know. What? what? <sighs> yeah, so so I'm driving there. I call you guys from the room. go, what the fuck? I thought we were friends. And I keep driving. So, you know, we got to the venue around 6.15. David doesn't go on to 730 all we had were the spilled nachos and popcorn that Zeus dropped all over row A and B. So I'm like, all right, I got to stop at McDonald's. Pull in off of Route 93 in Woburn, 12 cars in line. I'm sitting there. I go, I just want a quarter pound of cheese and a Diet Coke. That's it. I pull out of the parking lot. I'm on 93. I got fucking two bags of fries and no burger. I was oh. like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was bullshit did you say something like everybody quarter pound of cheese is that what you want yeah Yeah. quarter pound of cheese oh yeah you're gonna pull an attitude on me fuck this guy here's some fries asshole you just came from the kiss show here's your fries nerd (laughs) exactly (laughs) oh man oh man 
So what an, ep- what an episode, boys. What an episode. Yeah, we're not done yet because uh, usually we do questions, but when Murph's visiting, we let Murph fire off one or two for us. So why don't All we right, do uh, why, don't, why don't we do one tonight? Because we're running long here. All right, I got two very quickly. Okay. First, All right. Go ahead. Quick, over right. under. First question, serious, because of how well he performed and if his ego gets in the way, do you think David Lee Roth will be with them for the whole tour? Yes. And the only reason I say that is uh, I'm I'm not an expert in touring and uh, promotion, but I have to believe that there was some kind of contract signed. I, I might be wrong, but he'll be he'll be there. Yeah. yeah. No. Ooh. Now, why do you oh, say they're no? They're going through another year. Well, what, 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 go through you, 2021. No. Well, wait, now Murph, what was? Did you mean like the rest of like the U.S. tour? Do you mean like? Yeah, I, yeah. I, because I just I, my feeling is Dave performed. His ego's going to get in the way, as you guys said. He's going to want some stuff on the stage. He's going to want a longer set list, and they're going to say, Dave, you know what? We're, we're done. And kind of like with early Kiss when they were outperforming the main act. If Dave keeps winning the audience and people start talking about it, they might just feel a little. Let's not get carried away. Dave's not outperforming Kiss. Let's not get carried away. He was well, not. He was, he, yeah, he was a pleasant surprise, but he was not. Walking around with a fucking jacket over your shoulder like Barbarino is not going to fucking like, get the crowd over, overwhelmed. Come on. I will, I will say this, though. The one thing that he did do is he kept the crowd in. The, that not, there was yeah, not he was one, more engaging. Than Paul there was, was not one time. second of that performance that was boring or low energy. Will David Lee Roth be in Mansfield? Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. I, I okay. That. Yep. All right. So second question. Yeah. Uh, this is for Paul and for Ace. Gentlemen, by the time this pod drops, it will be February 8th. The next one will be on February 15th. So this is going to be the last pod that people hear before Valentine's Day. I'm oh. making a Valentine's mix. Ace, Paul, what is the one kiss song that I should put as the last song to finish for my Valentine's mix for my wife. Oh, see, we can't give too much away here because we may have something in the works for Valentine's Day. But we'll just give you a little spoiler. Okay, that's easy. She wants a rocket ride. There you go. Baby, happy Valentine's Day. You want a rocket ride? Oh, Oh, boy, for Paul? Paul? No, Paul, not Tommy. I want Paul to tell me. Yeah, cheater, Chris. Well, you know, it's Valentine's Day. We're going to get together. And by the time the sun goes down and the night's winding down, I just want to hear one sound out of you. And that's, oh, all night, baby. (laughs) Perfect. Oh, God, I hope my son is. I hope my son's asleep right now, because if you just heard that, that's the end of me. (laughs) It's lovely. Um you guys can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube. You do. I was just going to uh, say that. <laughs> interact with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, email us at shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. The emails have really picked up. And um, I wanted to get to a couple, but we've been a little bit long tonight. So we're not, we'll get to them next episode. Please keep the emails coming. We love them. And we'll certainly read them on, on the air as well. Um, and try to give us one of those five-star child reviews on Podchaser and especially on uh, iTunes. That's a big help for us 
to get out to other people so they can find our podcast and we can be like, you know, easy to find and search and it helps us a lot. And we greatly appreciate when you do that. And like, for instance, at this point right now, we're at 37 ratings. Let's get up that up to 40. Give us three new ones. If you can, by the time we go on next week, go to iTunes, go out and give us one of those five star child reviews. We would love it. Um, the other couple things we want to add, we've already mentioned our good friend Ed. He's got a nice promotion giving away KISS VIP packages, Ed, at clicktshop.com, K-L-I-C-K-T-E-E-S-H-O-P.com, clicktshop.com. That's where you get all your merch, uh, Shout It Out Loudcast, his great KISS stuff, Eric Carr stuff, and Shout It Out Loudcast, soon to be coming, Piss Cups for your enjoyment. <laughs> um, and then finally, we're part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. We got a lot of good fellow podcasts out there. Give them a try and a listen. Uh, we got like people like Martin Popoff, Rock Candy, and a lot of other fun podcasts out there. Please give them a listen. And we always like to give a shout out to our buddy, Daryl Albert, who provides a lot of the media uh, content for us. He does a lot of those awesome videos for us. He does a great job. So big shout out to Daryl. Um, I think I've hit everything on the plug section, Tom. Am I missing anything? No, I just want to say if, if, if they're able to listen to us, I want to give a, a shout out and a hello to our buddies, uh, Steven and Sonny from Grown Up Rock and, uh, Steve, uh, from Potter Than Hell. They are on the Monsters of Rock cruise. Yeah. And, uh, we hope, we hope that they're having fun and safe and Zeus is yawning. I don't know why I'd love to be that. I'd probably go on that before I went on the freaking kiss cruise, but that's, that's moronic. That's that moronic. Is moronic. Okay. Now, All right. speaking of them, I forgot to mention this. The best part of the show was, oh, we were on the text exchange going oh, on. Yeah. The kiss concert, and I forgot to say this. So I like a dick that I am. I kept texting them. Holy shit. They're playing larger than life. Holy shit. Um, what do they play next? Uh, I forgot what I said. Some like obscure kiss song. Like, I can't believe it. Holy shit. And then I kept doing it. Then I was like, they just played take me down below. (laughs) I had them going for a while. Yeah. They're like, you know, they were complaining. Like, don't tell us, don't tell us. And I was like, holy shit. Peter Chris just showed up. Yep. But that's the magic of being at the first show. We could get away with pulling that shit, and they believed it for a while. Oh, yeah. It got them going for a while. It was a lot of fun fucking those guys. But in all seriousness, guys, I hope if you're listening, you're having a great time on your cruise. Uh, Stay safe, and uh, thank you again for uh, all the kind words you provide with us and the interaction we do on our Each Other's Fellow podcast. Um, Anything else you guys want to add, Murph, Tom? Well, uh, thank you for, uh, you know, it's a long episode, but when the three of us get together and we start giving our opinions, the opinion shows go long. So, you know, obviously we had a lot of strong feelings about uh, the Kiss fandom out there. And, uh, you know, we had strong feelings about this this concert. And uh, in general, like we always say, it's because we love this band. We're just the passion that we have for this band. We hold them to such a high standard that we're, we're our feelings, uh, you know, they come out and they did tonight. Um, so we hope you enjoyed the show. We hope you enjoyed our honesty and, um, you know, we encourage feedback all the time. Murph guys, keep up the good work. Uh, I listen every Saturday morning, even though I'm on this right now, I'll listen again on Saturday as I get my coffee, take my shit and do uh, my dry clean. So oh, keep up Christ. the good work and thank dry you for clean. being, a, thank you for uh, being in our lives. Thanks for the Saturday. visual. Yeah. Thanks for the visual Murph. Um, You're welcome. We, we appreciate that, uh, Murph. Thanks, buddy. Why don't you lead us off? I cannot believe that this is actually sung by a KISS member. Isn't it rich? 
Aren't oh. we a pair? God. Me here at last on the ground. You in midair. <laughs> Send in the clowns. What the fuck is that from? Peter Chris, one for all. Oh, Jesus. How dare you? Oh, all right. I didn't want to have to get away. I told her things I didn't want to say. I need her, and I hope she'll understand. Parasite Lady. Wonderful. Um, headline, Jungle is the Only Rule. Front page, Roar of the Nation's Cool. Turn it up. This is my attitude. Take it or leave it. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Um, thank you, Murph. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Kiss Army. Thank you, everybody. Hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, Murph, thanks for joining us. Always a great time. See everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Peace out, Girl Scout. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.